0: Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, how I learned to stop worrying. It was truly monstrous. No, it was more than that. It was the most monstrously conceived and dangerous enemy plot they ever had to face. Clem listened attentively to his advisors as they explained the latest threat from their old enemy. My advisors have certainly worked themselves into a frenzy, he thought. They were in a frenzy. And with good reason, the enemy was contaminating their water. His advisors explained, they would take their toxic ingredients, ground them into dust and dissipate them into the liquid. Already a number of Clems countrymen and their allies were drinking this contaminated water. Imagine what would happen to them if they continued to do so. Their essence was being sapped. Their precious bodily fluids were being impurified by this perverse powder. Even worse, the contaminated water was spreading. More and more people were being impurified by this toxic substance. Clem could no longer stand by idly, his men told him. He must stand up and put an end to this enemy infiltration, indoctrination, subversion, and international conspiracy against his country and their allies. With that, His advisers rested their case. The room fell silent. They had certainly painted a grim picture with grave consequences. Clem was intrigued. I want to inspect this contaminated water, he said, bring some. To me. Someone, probably an intern, ran out on this critical errand. The drink arrived some time later and was handed to Clem. Clem looked it over. It did look toxic. However, the drink also gave off a nice smell. Clem took a sip. His eyes widened. Why, he exclaimed, this Satan's drink is so delicious that it would be a pity to let the infidels have exclusive use of it. We shall fool Satan by baptizing it and making it a truly Christian Beverage. According to the legend, that is how this controversial drink from enemy lands overcame a major hurdle in its quest for world domination. Originating in Muslim lands, this dark brew would spread across the Arab world before traveling to Europe, where over the protests of some of the clergy against Satan's drink, it was given Pope Clement VIII's seal of approval, a drink called coffee. And for this week...
1: That's the word. Today's story was suggested by Vicky. Thank you very much, Vicky, for the story suggestion. It was a very fun story to do.
0: It is ironic that you and I are telling a story about coffee, since you and I neither drink nor enjoy coffee. Not at all. Now... What's your excuse? I think I have a pretty legitimate excuse. What's your excuse? It's nasty black
1: water. Not according to our Holy Father Clement Eighth, by the way. I don't think he's canonized, so I can say whatever I want about that. My
0: excuse was when I was in South Korea at the age of three, I was with my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, my mom and my grandmother were out for shopping or doing something out in, out in the city of Seoul. And I was watching the cartoon, The Sword and the Stone. And there's a scene where Arthur is having coffee with Merlin, and so I tell my grandfather, I would love to have some coffee. So my grandfather accommodating his oldest grandchild went and made coffee and gave it to me without sugar, without milk. Just straight coffee, and it cured me for life. I spent six years in Rome and never warmed up to any type of coffee, even with the most amount of milk in it. I still can't eat any ice cream-flavored coffee, or I should say coffee-flavored ice cream. But, um, yeah, that's my story. I'm sticking to it and so because it's one of those things that our taste buds change over time, true. I've tried coffee since my initial taste at age three, the rest of our family loves coffee, but I just I just think it all goes back to when I was 3 years old. My question is, who was the first guy that said, "I'm going to put this in my water." Would you like to know the story? Oh yeah, please. Was it an accident?
1: So the legend is that goat farmers in the middle of nowhere in the Sahara or Arabian Peninsula, somewhere around there. I think it was near Ethiopia. Anyway, Any of these, either either Muslim monks or goat farmers. I don't remember which. Anyway, they see the goats getting really happy after eating the stuff off of this one bush. Mm -hmm. And I guess the cocoa beans off of the cocoa plant. Or or not cocoa, it's the, the coffee beans off of the coffee plant. And so they get intrigued. And so they smash it up and put it in some boiling water and try some. And they find it's amazing according to them. So that is the story of how coffee was discovered, was thanks to some caffeine-overdosed goats. Or not overdosed, I guess.
0: Goats high on caffeine. Yeah, it's not, it's not a depressant. They were just very happy.
1: They were very happy, apparently.
0: Very happy. So that's another thing. Starbucks can come out with a drink that has like a goat on it. And this is a controversial theological point. Does drinking coffee violate the fast for receiving the eucharist yes that's your opinion not everybody has that opinion right
1: right who doesn't who
0: doesn't have that opinion and i'm just not talking about like any random like uh, you know people who have opinions as we all do but i understand there's some churchmen uh, that that really legitimately share that view that coffee does not break the eucharistic fast
1: well some people are wrong
0: I would say that it does violate the fast because what we're allowed to have is water and any medicinal things that we may need. Right, And I don't know if coffee, but
1: by your definition right there, is medicinal. No, it's not, it's not just medicinal like, oh, I want a boost of something of energy. I, I couldn't need my five-hour energy drink. I mean, it's very clear. We can't have juice. We can't have anything else. So why would you have coffee? I mean, water is permitted because we don't want you to dehydrate and die.
0: Well, I mean, water, so, and I guess on the other side, people would say, well, it is just kind of water.
1: It's water with some stuff in it. If it's just water with some stuff in it, why would you want that versus just straight up water? That's the question. Because you want to get really excited about receiving the Eucharist. I'm 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 just trying to put my best foot forward on that. So, do you know who was the first person to mention coffee in print? The goat herders. Good guess, but no. It was a man named uh, Leonhard Rauwolf. Figured it's a German. Yeah, it's a German doctor. He was the city physician for Augsburg. No way. So Augsburg is our family's hometown in Germany. Yes. And yes, he was a city physician in Augsburg. He got funding to go on a trip to the Near East to try to explore some new herbs and find new medicines that could be used in this practice back in Augsburg. He came back. He wrote a book on his travels. And in it, he mentions going to the coffee houses, which they were a proliferation of in the Muslim world at that time. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, How I Learned to Stop Worrying, at thunderrock.org, where you can see the book on the history of coffee that we used as a reference. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas like Vicki did. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday, either with or without your coffee, for
0: another wholesome tale. For the whole family.